0: Welcome to True Kinship with Animals, where we believe we all do better when all creatures do better. I'm Janet Roper, and each week I share stories and suggestions with you on how to deepen your relationship with animals, moving you from ownership to kinship, one animal at a time. This podcast is brand new and your help getting it off the ground is ever so much appreciated. If you enjoy this podcast and find my work helpful, if you have been inspired or informed or have discovered your world has opened to new possibilities because of the podcast, consider supporting my work by making a financial contribution or shopping my wishlist at JanetRoper.com. The link is also on the show page for your convenience. Your support helps this podcast grow and makes my work sustainable. I can't do it without you, and many thanks. It's not going to be a big surprise to you, but we humans are awfully good at being human. Some of our best qualities shine forth when we are using our creativity, our integrity, our compassion, our intelligence, or our wit, just to name a few. These qualities can definitely aid us on our journey to being in true kinship with animals. But then, on the other hand, we have other qualities that pop up and stand in the way of our being in that true kinship. Today, one of those qualities we're going to deep dive into is entitlement. Entitlement is defined as the right to have something, whether actual or perceived. We humans tend to believe we are entitled to something, or so we think, simply because we're human. In other words, we pull what I call the trump card, the I'm human, you're not, therefore I outrank you card. Here's a basic truism. Humans are not entitled to the respect or kinship of an animal by virtue of simply being human. I know that can be hard to hear, and that it's not going to be music to everyone's ears. Regardless of how well-intentioned we humans are, we often make decisions for animals without taking their agency into consideration. As always, keep in mind, this is a cursory discussion into what is an extremely nuanced topic. And it's also a topic that is only beginning to be explored and lived into. If you would like to meet with me to dive more deeply into true kinship work, go to my contact page on my website at janetroper.com and you can set up a free 30-ish minute Zoom discovery call there. Entitlement is not uncommon, yet I don't believe it's always intentional. However, even if it's not intentional, human entitlement towards our animal kin can and does create harm. If you're a listener of this podcast, you know I'm a big proponent of knowing the lenses you're using when you're with animals. If you're a first-time listener, I invite you to go back and listen to Season 1, Episode 4, where I talk more about knowing your own personal lenses. Before we go any further, let me tell you a lens that has shaped my relationship with animals. As none of us use the exact same lens, my sharing this with you helps you understand where I came from and why I'm so fervent about true kinship with animals. Here's my lens. I'm a white woman born and bred in the Midwest of the United States who identifies as she, her, and hers and now lives on Salish land known at by the colonized name of Missoula, Montana. From that sentence, you know, I am a member of the dominant culture here in the United States, and that culture is a colonized one created with white supremacy, Christianity, and patriarchy. You can further infer that I grew up strongly shaped by the values of God, family, a strong work, and ethnic culture. I was conditioned to accept those beliefs and values as normal and customary, so I, of course, internalized them as a child. It's only been in the past few years I've learned that I was taught to internalize values that are divisive and actually rooted in systemic violence. When I look back at my early relationship with animals, it only makes sense that I was taught to hit them, kick them, take advantage of them, and consider them as, air quotes, just a dirty, dumb animal. Through that lens, I learned humans were at the center of the universe and animals entered in only if they were useful or invited. Because of that lens, I learned I was entitled to take whatever I wanted from animals, whenever I wanted, it, and to treat them however I wanted. They were viewed as second-class citizens, had no say in the matter, and their well-being and comfort was at my whim and pleasure. Now, me being me, I was as gentle as possible with him under those dictates, but that did not keep me from feeling shame, guilt, and inadequate. Naturally, entitlement leads to expectation. When I felt entitled to pick up the stray cat that had just been dumped off at my grandmother's farm and play dolly with him, I expected it would be all these warm fuzzies and cuddles and dressing him up in doll clothes and taking him for a ride in my doll's baby carriage. Every little girl's dream, I'm sure. Reality was not the same. Many hisses, scratches, and swats later, the cat took off, and I never saw him again. I was scolded and punished by the adults and left with the message, you should have known better. So when people interact with an animal, and the expectation, whether conscious or unconscious, is all about what that animal can do for you, the human, such as being a spiritual guide or teacher, being responsible for making you, the human, feel better, or even becoming a plaything. That's entitlement. That's robbing the animal of their agency and making it all about the human's wants and needs. Being in true kinship with an animal, the big thing is knowing if the animal even wants to have a relationship with you. That cat from my childhood obviously did not want to have a relationship with me. So think about this. Do you want to have a relationship with everyone you meet? And now I'm talking humans here, not animals. What about when you're sitting at your favorite coffee shop, engrossed in a magnificent whodunit, or listening to a great piece of music, trying to study for an upcoming exam, or just spacing out, enjoying your alone time? A gregarious stranger sits next to you and begins to have an uninvited conversation, even going so far as to pat your arm for emphasis. How does that feel to you? Now let's move back um, from the humans and go back to the animals and let's look at another example and that is rescuing and adopting animals. Again, please remember, I am making generalized statements here. This is not a nuanced conversation. It is however, a conversation that needs to happen. So back to rescuing or adopting animals. All animal lovers, at least the ones I know, are big-hearted, and want to help animals have the best possible life. A common way to do this is by adopting or rescuing. Have you ever walked into a shelter or rescue and immediately thought, Oh, look at that poor animal. They look so lonesome here. I know I can give them a better home and they will be better off at my place. And I can take such good care of them. I know you can't see me on the podcast, but I'm raising both hands here, folks. I've been there. I've done it our caregiver slash savior instinct kicks in and the next thing we know, we have a new family member. So let's take some time for some straight talk, shall we? Just because you feel the need to rescue an animal does not mean that particular animal feels the need to be rescued by you. Now, this is not denying or denigrate your love and respectful animals by any stretch of the imagination. Okay? This is listening to and respecting the animal's agency. That's a big thing, folks. That's a really big thing. I can't emphasize that enough. At times like this, you need to ask yourself those hard questions and use your current lenses to listen to honest answers. Those questions are like, why do I feel the need to rescue or adopt this animal? If I rescue slash adopt the animal, what need does that fill in me? Is it a need related to true kinship or am I bypassing my own needed inner work? Am I expecting the animal to do my work for me? How will adopting slash rescuing this animal affect me, my current animal and human family? And here's some more questions to ask this time about the animal. Did you ask the animal if they wanted to be rescued or adopted? What if that animal was waiting for another family for adoption? What if, while in the shelter, the animal was actually helping out another animal or a member of the shelter staff? What if that animal came to the shelter with the purpose of dying there? And folks, that does happen. I've witnessed it. Asking those hard questions and listening to those honest answers is challenging and can be hard to take in, I know. So breathe deeply. Take a moment to sit with that. Truthfully, it's going to take more than a moment to sit with it, and it's going to take many returns over a period of time in order to begin to come to terms with that statement in full honesty and integrity. Each animal has their own agency, and that is not to be overridden by our human agency, simply because we're human. Remember, the trump card is that just because we're human... We know better than the animal does. We can't pull that card anymore, folks. Times have changed. We can request a mutually agreeable relationship moving towards true kinship, but the animals owe us nothing. Let me say that again. The animals owe us nothing. True kinship with animals doesn't happen overnight or assuming that it does happen, it may not look at all like you expected it to. It doesn't happen because it's solely your intention to build it with the animal. There is both a building and a long-term tending of the relationship that is involved. There needs to be mutual cooperation and guidelines established. This takes time, patience, perseverance, respect, regular tending, and the willingness to heed and respect another's agency. Sometimes you may receive silence or a definite no to the request of true kinship, at least true kinship as you are envisioning it. But here's the thing folks, When you are able to accept that silence or a no as the answer, and maybe, yeah, maybe you've got some resentments, but you're able to um, handle those. You're able to look into those and see what's actually going on. That's true kinship. When you can accept that no or that silence, that's true kinship. And that's a really big thing. You have accepted and honored the animal's agency and that's life changing. And energetically speaking, it's another blow to the dismantling of the air quotes, it's just a dumb animal mindset. Good for you. Keep in mind, true kinship is not all about you. It's not about just getting your needs met. It's not about what you may feel you are entitled to or even want or desire. It's about agency, mutual, mutuality, cooperation, reciprocity, exchange. Since we started a conversation around this, don't be surprised if awareness and examples of entitlement in your own life start popping up. That's not unusual. When, if they do, that's wonderful. That shows you're listening to and respecting the animal's agency. They do start to pop up. Here's a few ways that you can handle them. Number one, be gentle with yourself. As my angel horse Shiloh constantly reminds me, you're only human. You've got a lot to learn. Number two, Observe the animal's reactions and body language. Simply observe with no conclusions or judgment. Number three, let the animal take the lead. And number four, keep notes on this experience, whether those are written notes or maybe spoken notes, um, or maybe you draw out the experience. Take note of it and learn from it. If you would like to meet with me to dive more deeply into true kinship work, go to janetroper.com and click on work together at the top of the page. Many thanks for joining me today. If you liked what you have heard, you can support this podcast by making a financial contribution, leaving a comment, giving the show a like, a follow, and or a share. Your support of this podcast with a financial contribution or by shopping my wish list makes my work sustainable and encourages me to keep on going. You will find, for your convenience, the, the links on the show page and also on my website at janetroper.com. Thank you for listening and keep moving towards true, true kinship. Just for today, remember, we all do better when all creatures do better. Until next week, take good care.